0: You're listening to a podcast from RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to episode 16 of the Mr. Nelson Show. That's right. You're 16, you're beautiful, and I'm going to jail. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's get into what's going on, huh? No, not with me, but with the rest of the world. Yes, seems in Philadelphia there was a uh, shootout that uh, seriously injured a police officer, but he survived and also managed to return fire at the bastard who shot him. And uh, it seems like the officer is going to recover, so that's good. But uh, anyway, here's the story. Uh, authorities say a Philadelphia police officer is recovering after he was shot several times during an ambush late Thursday night in West Philadelphia. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Richard Ross says the officer, identified as 33-year-old Jesse Hartnett, was sitting in his patrol car around 11.30 p.m. at 60th and Spruce Streets when a gunman fired nearly a dozen shots through the driver's side of the car. Now, geez, what would possess a man to do this to another human being? Well, tell you what. Let's uh, let's see what they said at the uh the uh, press conference.
1: The suspect in question is a 30-year-old male from Yeadon. He has a Philadelphia address as well, I believe. Uh uh-huh. huh. Has confessed to committing this cowardly act in the name of Islam. Hi-yo. According to him, he believed that the police defend laws that are contrary to the teachings of the Quran.
2: Yeah, yeah. The suspect upstairs, The homicide unit, talked to him uh, right away. He didn't have anything to say, but then he stated that he pledges his allegiance to Islamic state. He follows Allah, and that is the reason he was called upon to do this.
0: Well, sounds like case closed, huh? Yeah, there you go. That pretty much wraps up the mystery there. Oh, wait, here comes the mayor. Uh, let's see what he has to
3: say about all of this. In no way, shape, or form does anyone in this room believe that Islam or the teaching of Islam has anything to do with what you've seen on that screen. That what? is abhorrent. It's it's just it's terrible, and it does not represent the religion in any way, shape, or form or any of its teachings.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, and, well, uh, I, this we... is
3: this is a criminal uh, with, a, with a stolen gun who tried to kill one of our officers. It has nothing to do with being a Muslim, or following the Islamic
0: faith. Huh, that's funny. You know, when the FBI had to take down the Ku Klux Klan, uh, they didn't target black people, because that would have been stupid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Look, even the president of uh, Egypt said that uh, uh, Islam needs to look at itself and uh, do some reforms. So... Uh, To say it has absolutely nothing to do with it is just preposterous. Uh, And I'm so tired of this where uh, something terrible happens like this and everyone's got to be lectured like a child, you know, because the worst thing we have to worry about is, you know, a bunch of rednecks running around. I'm going to go find me some towel headed sad niggers and
2: string them up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, the worst that happened just after the San Bernardino shootings where uh, 40 people were killed. Uh, there was a firebombing of a mosque. Uh, some damage was done there, but uh, no people were actually hurt. And then there was a uh, some guy threw a pig's head at another mosque. Whoa! well, boy, we better. And that's scary. Ooh. You know, I mean, in comparison to this shit, Ugh, but every time, you know, you gotta be called into the principal's office. Now, 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 I know what you're thinking and you better not think it because that's worse than some police officer getting shot. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Well, I bet I know what some people wanna do. That's right, we've gotta get these guns under control. In fact the president's been harping on that yet again yeah yeah it's a favorite subject of his and he uh recently did a town hall meeting on uh CNN and there was a bunch of people there and uh and there were actually some some good questions that he had to deal with and uh, he didn't really answer them and uh yeah the rape victim talking about you know she needs protection and uh Chris Kyle's wife and all that kind of stuff uh so uh I guess I gotta give CNN and maybe even Obama some kudos to take the questions, I suppose. I don't know. But anyway, but he did. And uh, NRA was supposed to show up, but they didn't because uh, they were told they could only ask one pre screened question. <laughs> but I guess they could have showed up anyway. But anyway, they didn't. So, all right, but they probably would have to sit there like the Supreme Court had to do when Obama likes to crap all over somebody and you can't respond. <laughs> but I guess that's what they thought would happen. And, uh, gee, I wonder why they would think that. Anyway, someone who was there was a uh, former astronaut, uh, was it Mark Kelly, I think? And he was Gabby Giffords, or he is Gabby Giffords' husband. And uh, so, of course, she was the victim of that crazy guy who shot her uh, and killed a judge and all that sort of thing that happened. And uh, so they become advocates for a new background check and all that sort of thing. So anyway, uh, he had a question for Obama at uh, the
1: uh, town hall meeting. Uh, Often what you hear in the debate of expanding background checks to more gun sales, and as you know, Gabby and I are 100 percent behind the concept of somebody getting a background check before buying a gun. But when we testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, we heard not only from the gun lobby, but from United States senators that expanding background checks will, not may, will lead to a registry, which will lead to confiscation, which will lead to a tyrannical government. So I would like you to explain, with 350 million guns in 65 million places, households, from Key West to Alaska, 350 million objects in 65 million places, if the federal government wanted to confiscate those objects, how would they do that?
0: Boy he's kind of destroyed the gun control argument there without realizing it huh <laughs> It's it's impossible to get all the guns so even the background checks won't really do a whole lot and again this would be people who are law abiding uh criminals would not participate in that and he's like he just said boy there's a lot of guns out there government can't get them all so uh won't happen huh Oh and by the way Obama didn't really answer the question I'll play his answer later <laughs> he never does answer the question but uh, there already are background checks uh and they don't work see uh i think it was the nra of course but they made the point that uh let's see the oregon killer uh, the charleston church killer santa barbara killer maryland mall killer the uh, airport killer uh, the la airport killer the uh the guy who did the navy yard in dc the movie killer, the Batman movie killer guy, uh, what was it? The Virginia Tech killer, uh, the Fort Hood killer—they uh, all passed the background check. And then there's the guy who was in Lafayette, who uh, in, in in my home state, and uh, he he did the other movie theater shooting, and uh, he was forcibly committed, and so he definitely. By law, was not supposed to be able to buy a fu- firearm, but he did. And the gun uh, salesman, he did the paperwork. He did his part. They just didn't follow up. So now, what are you going to do? You, you're going to expand incompetence? I mean, it, it, that's your big answer, you know. And and it's this constant reaction of, well, we've had this horrible shooting, and so we need to um, criminalize millions of innocent people for the actions of some asshole. And another point the NRA made, which uh, cannot be challenged because it's true: in 2010, roughly 80,000 prohibited people committed a felony by trying to buy a gun, but just 44 were prosecuted for it. Now, I mean, it, so I, you know, I don't know. They'll let them expand the damn thing. I guess it wouldn't matter, would it? Because it, you know, <laughs> he's just defeated it that you can't even collect the guns. Yeah, uh, your background checks are a failure. That won't do anything. So all this passion and uh, theater about it is uh, getting to be a bit disgusting and insulting. Because, again, you're just criminalizing uh, millions of innocent people for crimes they didn't commit. Uh, It's very terrible what happened to you or your family or what have you, but it doesn't give you license to uh, criminalize people like that. Uh, Anyway, uh, one of the things that uh, Mr. Kelly uh, referred to was the list of things that he says are, you know, that he said he was stunned that even senators believed this, that... uh, that there'll be a gun registry and then that'll lead to confiscation and uh, tyranny. Uh, Well, you already have tyranny when they're requiring laws that violate your rights. So even before you're already there, if it's, you know, on the books, but uh, the gun registry is pretty much already there. Uh, The FBI has to destroy an electronic record of all firearms related background checks on the next business day. But that's not the case with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Uh, they're in charge of making sure that all the uh, people who have the license of the federal firearms license, you know, for, uh, the gun dealers got to, you know, have that. And the requirements by ATF is that uh, you got to keep a certain set of records on your sales and uh, transfers. So uh, here's a list of what they got to do. They have to have the date of the receipt receipt of the firearm, uh, the name and address of the non-licensee or the name of the uh, FFL license number and the licensee and the FFL, like I said, the federal firearms licensee, licensee from whom you received the firearm. And that's number two. Number three, the name of the manufacturer and importer, if any, of the firearm, uh, the model of the firearm, the serial number of the firearm, the type of firearm, you know, pistol, revolver, rifle, shotgun, uh, and uh, the caliber or gauge of the firearm. So you got to have all that, you know, registered, like a registry. (laughs) By law, you have to keep that record, so they're holding the record just to exist as a, a business entity in the uh, sale of firearms. Uh, so there it is. You know, it, it wouldn't take long to establish that if you wanted to go the next far over where it was, you know, kept, records kept at the at the Bureau. But, but there you go. And so, I mean, by law, the federal government can't use the information as a database, but they do. There it is. So we're already there. So now confiscation would take a bit more, you know, that'd be pretty open and obvious, but, eh, but, you know, when you put in a little regulation here and a little regulation there, pretty soon you've incrementally got what you want. So, you just got to keep pushing it and, uh, you know, get people to be more accepting of this, uh, philosophy. Yeah, you know, (laughs) you'll get there. All you got to do is call, call anybody who disagrees with you, uh, a nut (laughs) or a conspiracy theorist but the idea that a confiscation plan wouldn't be pursued uh, there's people who want to do just that so whether they would actually be able to pull that off is another matter but don't think they wouldn't try I mean after all uh, some people keep praising the uh, recent uh, gun laws in Australia uh, and that was confiscation so why praise it if it's, you know, so crazy it can never happen. Uh yeah, someone someone did praise that. Let's see, who was that?
2: I'm trying to think now. A couple of decades ago, Australia uh, had a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh similar to Columbine or, or Newtown. Yeah. Uh and Australia just said, "Well, that's it. We're, we're not doing we're not do- seeing that again."
0: Right, oh, nice.
2: And uh basically imposed very severe, tough uh, gun laws, and they've ne- they haven't had a mass shooting since. Oh, yeah. I mean, w- our levels of gun violence are off the charts. There's no advanced, developed country on Earth that would put up with this.
0: Yeah. The rest of the world is so much better than us, aren't they? So anyway, why bring that up if, uh, you know? That's not the case. He went on, well, we have a tradition and all that, and I'm like, damn it, we got a Second Amendment, mm-hmm. so it's going to be kind of hard to pull that one off. But yeah, that's what he wants to do. It's not that he can do it, but uh, boy, but he'd like to. So, but you, you got to keep pushing. You got to try, and maybe one day you'll get enough idiots to let it happen. So, yeah, people will willingly accept being criminalized for something they didn't do and that's what that is. Anyway, uh the debate, I mean the debate, the uh town hall meeting that on CNN that uh Obama did. The, uh, that clip was not from that. It was from some earlier discussion on guns uh that Obama engaged in. Uh but uh his answer to Mark uh Kelly, the astronaut and uh, Gabby Giffords, uh like I said, didn't really answer his questions about how are you going to get all the guns, you know, and uh but he went off on this little tangent
2: what what i think mark is alluding to is what i said earlier this notion of a conspiracy out there and it gets wrapped up in uh concerns about the federal government now there's a long history of that that's in our dna you know uh, the united states was was born suspicious of some distant authority
0: <laughs> man he really has a bug up his ass about this country but he's an academic leftist, so uh, yeah, that 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 pretty much fits the bill. Did uh, you catch that? What Mark alert, alluded to earlier? Uh, yeah, you know, let me say what I really want him to have to have asked me in uh, as a statement that he made. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was saying that the you know he thinks it's ridiculous that the guns would ever be confiscated. Uh, but he's not necessarily saying it's a conspiracy. And I mean, I don't the gun control. Fanatics, it's not a conspiracy. It's out in the open. There's no secret. So but anyway, so he throws that in there. But also the the little nuts, well, well, that's in our DNA. It's always in our DNA, you know, Christianity has its DNA of being nasty and racist and hateful. And he did that speech a while back. I mean, it's just and uh that we uh are mistrustful of a uh, distant authority. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a conspiracy back then at the revolution. It was called the American Revolution, and the conspiracy was to overthrow the British government. So anyway, uh, Anderson Cooper wanted to pursue this conspiracy theory idea a bit more.
2: Is it fair to call it a conspiracy? I mean, there's a lot of people really believe this deeply, that they just don't no, no, they just don't yeah, trust you. I'm, I'm sorry, Cooper. Yes, it is fair to call it a conspiracy. What, what, what are you saying? Are, yeah, are, are we, uh, yeah,
0: take that, I, Anderson. <laughs> are you suggesting
2: that the notion Ankle that uh, we are creating a plot to take everybody's guns away so that we can impose Not martial but, law but there's certainly a is lot of a people. conspiracy? Yes, there's, that is a conspiracy. I would hope that you would agree with that. Is that controversial? Good. You can't even ask the man a question. The there are certainly a lot of people who just have a fundamental Jeez. distrust that you do not want to get go further Good. and further and further down this yeah, well, road. Look, I, I, I mean, I, I'm only going to be here for another year. I, 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 I <laughs> Thank know, God for when, that. <laughs> when would I have started on this uh, enterprise, right?
0: Your whole life, you know. You're an academic lefty. You come from a Marxist background. You believe in that shit? You don't believe in individual liberties? People need to be guided by a, a philosopher king classes. You know, it goes all the way back to Plato, and that's where that's where Obama comes from. He's one of the smart special people. And why should people trust and believe Obama? You can keep your doctor. Well, maybe not. There's some video got Benghazi all blown up. Well, maybe not. The IRS targeting uh, political action groups, uh, that's terrible. That's outrageous. But, well, maybe it was just a fake fake scandal. Well, maybe not. (laughs) Come on. Anyway, that's the gun debate. And the saga will continue. Well, anyway, there's a little something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, It's called... The Convention of the States. And that's where uh, two-thirds of the states can come together and have a convention for the, uh, to uh, amend the Constitution and therefore uh, rein in the federal government when it's uh, run amok, which it certainly has. It's overstepped its bounds and has for some time now. Uh, people are like the boiling frog. They don't realize they're dying <laughs> because they've been in it too long. So anyway, uh, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, he's come out and supported this. Uh, the plan that he's laying out calls for uh, to prohibit Congress from regulating activity that occurs wholly within one state, require Congress to balance its budget. <laughs> yeah. Prohibit administrative agencies from creating federal law, <laughs> you know, like the EPA does apparently all the time. Prohibit administrative agencies from preempting uh, state law allow a two-thirds majority of the states to override a U.S. Supreme Court decision, require a seven-justice supermajority vote for U.S. Supreme Court decisions that invalidate a democratically enacted law. And you see, because when you're going to do that, you really need to make the the proof that it's uh, bound in the statutes of the Constitution. And especially in these days when you have a Supreme Court where it has members who are actively hostile towards the, uh, towards the Constitution. And... Uh, That's chiefly uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who just, you know, she craps on it. I mean, uh, she swore an oath to uphold it and defend it. Well, she's pretty much violated it. Uh, She goes on about there's better constitutions out there, and that we ought to refer to foreign law to make decisions, and no, you're you're stuck with that constitution. That's all you got. But they just seem to just uh, expand their power on whatever they think and feel, and that's not law plus uh they need to have uh some term limits in here. He doesn't have that in here. <laughs> there needs to be term limits for Congress, term limits for uh the Senate and term limits for uh the uh the justices because this lifetime appointment crap. I know. Uh, it's just the abuse of power is is just too far. So, uh, let's see, what else did he have here? Restore the balance of power between the federal and state governments by limiting the former to the powers expressly delegated to it in the Constitution. Give state officials the power to sue in federal court when federal officials overstep their bounds. Allow a two-thirds majority of the states to override a federal law or regulation. So, uh, there you go, that's what he's proposing. But uh, that's just his outline. When you get to the actual convention, there'd be other people bringing things to it. But uh, since most of the left doesn't even know what it is, (laughs) I'm not exactly worried that they would take it over, as some people seem to think. And these people want to protect the uh, gravy train that they have now. Because uh, uh, the Democrats in Texas overall would be totally against this. They would never support it. Because they wrote the book on the corruption. They wrote the book on the uh, the tax code, which is the heart of the power of the federal government. I mean, uh, that's the, the whole point of uh, having a complex t- uh, tax code is uh, because the more complexity, the more camouflage you have for the corruption. And uh, it sets up a great uh, protection racket because some people have to pay high taxes and some don't. Sometimes you can get out of it. Yeah, so If you didn't have the code there, there wouldn't be any loopholes. But uh, there it is. And it's how they manipulate us and all that. They turn us against one another and all that sort of thing. And on and on and on. So this sort of thing, especially requiring a balanced budget, where their books would have to be balanced, that it would have to be disciplined. Ooh, they wouldn't like that. So you can see why uh, some of these guys, you know, balk at the idea. But interestingly enough, uh, the American Civil Liberties Union, which is supposed to know all about our constitutional rights, should not it? Uh, they balked at it as well. And I uh, sent an open letter to him, I think, or a statement, and said, Governor Abbott, as Texans, we prefer the Framers' Plan. Don't mess with the Constitution. I suggest the ACLU familiarize themselves with Article 5 of the Constitution, which is what uh, the Constitution of the States is. <laughs> Article 5 says, The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution, or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments. See? There it is. Apparently, uh, at least the Texas chapter of the ACLU is uh, completely unaware of this. So, uh, since it's a matter of law... uh, why can't they pursue it? You know, people, what what other parts of the constitution should we just, you can't pursue. See, these are the guys, uh, it goes all the way back to like Woodrow Wilson. who was probably the most wicked son of a bitch who ever held the office. Uh, because all this started under him, you know, he's the one who passed the uh, income tax and the new tax code and all. They got rolling under that guy. And, uh, He's the one who coined the phrase the living, breathing constitution, which is another way of making it up as you go along. Let's not be so bound by law. So they can just make shit up as they go along, and uh, they're not bound by the laws, but we are. So this is why you got to do something like this, to uh, take their power away from them. And, uh, you know, stop these people from robbing us blind, which they've been doing for at least 100 years now. So really this is uh I mean uh voting for presidents important but it's not going to do as much as something like this would. So head over to conventionofstates.com. Uh there was the other story I was going to do but uh I'm running out of time so I don't think I can cover all of this cuz I I've been taping and taping and taping and then a thunderstorm hit. <laughs> Uh, the power threatening to go off, and uh I almost had a two-hour show here. <laughs> Too much stuff. Uh, uh, briefly, the Oregon situation with the uh, Bundy guys who took over that building in protest of what happened to the Hammonds. Um, I'm not for the Bundys. I think that was a bit overreaching. These guys are a little nutty, and I don't think they have quite the right idea. And uh I mean if you're gonna take up arms, you might as well march all the way to Washington of course, that would end in massive failure um so it's just absurd especially since the hammonds uh, themselves were uh they weren't they weren't asking them to do that in fact they rather they didn't they they appreciated the support people gave them and uh- you know going to protest at city hall and that sort of thing. you can do that but uh you know, threatening and, you know, and bring your guns and everything. Uh, You're just making the rest of us uh, people uh, who are uh, sympathetic to some of these issues look really bad. As for the Hammonds, yeah, they got the shaft here. Uh, They had been sentenced to a lenient uh, sentence although they were on probation they would have had they had all these uh, requirements they had to do and all the constantly having to report to their probation officer and that kind of thing but uh the deal was is that they were charged under a law that was meant to uh pursue terrorism and uh there's no there's no proof that they're terrorists here <laughs> and so that's why the judge in the original case said it would have been cruel and unusual punishment to send them to the 5 years that's required under the minimum mandatory uh, sentencing guidelines for this law, uh, and so by referring to cruel and unusual punishment, which is a constitutional protection, I, I would have thought that would trump the uh, mandatory sentencing here. But uh, and, but and also, the, I don't see where the prosecutor proved they're terrorists. Now the judge that overruled the original judge from the Ninth Circuit, you know those freaks, she even tried to. Uh, Make that comparison. She was saying, well, it's like the ELF terrorists, the eco-terrorists, but they're not eco-terrorists. You you didn't prove a case where they're doing some sort of act of terrorism. You've proven they committed arson, but not in the context of of terrorism. So uh, this is where they stretch things to make it – I mean, anyway, the overstep – by, uh, the judiciary here. Uh, but out of this, uh, complaints about mandatory sentencing where she complained too says, Hey, I don't really want to send them to five years. I wish I could, you know, shorten it, but I can't because judges do not like these, uh, handcuffs on them. But the reason these handcuffs are put on them is because they've abused their power. Uh, this is a case where the mandatory sentencing bit the ass of the citizen, but on the other hand, mandatory sentences were were necessary because you have a case uh, which was in Vermont where a uh, or two uh, pedophiles were raping this uh, six-year-old girl. They raped her for two years. Uh, she was eight when they when they were caught, and she was the daughter of uh, a mentally retarded parents uh, both of them so they were very gullible and had no idea what these guys were doing anyway they they got caught and they brought before the judge the judge gives them probation because he just didn't really see this as a serious crime i guess i don't know but uh, uh this guy had to be reined in you can't have a judge with that kind of power where he can release literal monsters onto society and won't even protect children so that's why there was a push for laws to, uh, you know, give them 20 to 25 years or something like that. When you've raped a child, I think it was like younger than 12 or under 12 or something like that. Uh, and that was pushed by that. It was the Jessica's law because of the girl in Florida who was uh, raped and, and then uh, buried alive. And, and so it was so horrible. So uh, the idea that you would give someone probation for doing something like that uh, is absurd. So... That's why these things happen, because the judges screwed up. So, anyway, that's why I'm not exactly going to bail on the idea of mandatory sentencing, because uh, you got to rein them in somehow. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like the Hammonds got the shaft here. And the guy, the, the father, he's in his 70s, so five years could be pretty bad on him. He might not come out alive. Uh, but, uh Once done, it's done. There was another, uh, apparently there was some ongoing battle between them and the Bureau of Land Management, like the Bureau of Land Management was after their land. Maybe so, I don't know, and they may well get it, because now I imagine the Hammonds are going to need some cash. So, uh, maybe they can appeal it, I doubt it, but... um, It's all very sad. But the Bundys just kind of shit the bed for these guys, and they shouldn't have done what they did because they're just making it about them anyway. Uh, This isn't helping the Hammonds at all. So it kind of distorted the story, so now you can't get the actual story of the injustice that was done to these people because these guys, you know, (laughs) they made this this big takeover of a building with guns and everything, so uh, nobody's even going to pay attention to the uh, particulars. And that's sad. But... That's that. All right. I'm going to take a break at long last. And um, we'll do, uh, you know, the usual special messages. And then we'll come back with some Night Night. Yes. like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. Well why not join me as we watch some crappy old movies that I tear apart with my smart-aleck commentary and clever sound effects. Movies like Horror Hotel. In Horror Hotel, a young college student travels to a small town to study witchcraft. While there, the townsfolk teach her how to be a blood sacrifice to the devil. Sadly, she won't be able to finish her report due to being drained of blood. But, well... I guess you've got to give her an A for effort. The movie stars a young Christopher Lee. before James Bond and Dracula and all that. Gotta start somewhere. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. You can find this and other great gems of cinema crap at Silphi.com slash Nelson. That's S-E. L-L-F-Y dot com Slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N It's just that simple. Selfie slash Nelson. Popcorn not included. The Conti and Kenny Show goes International!
3: Uh, I just want to let uh, Marislav know that um, whatever they got in the Chernobyl water over there, mm-hmm. they're doing a great job because nice. uh, my Ruski uh, um, uh, girl at the liquor store, mm-hmm. um, it's honey. unfair. It's unfair. She's wearing stretchy pants constantly. She's a beautiful... You can tell she looks Russian or some somewhere around there, Ukrainian, something. It seems like that. Yeah. And... Uh, She's what a body this broad has on it. You, I told you. can't. It's not tell fair. Her we're anymore. going to yeah. a green card party I, I, and we're, we're giving it. All you got to do is get a picture. I, of I'm, her. I really, I really am going to have to do something about this because um, this I've had enough of it already. Oh, boy, I, okay. I'm going to wait for her outside. Good. She's beautiful, and her body, is just it's all in the right place. That's nice. Oh, my God. good God, s- good stalking I wanna, story yeah. so far. Way to go. And what I do is I- I'm going to wait for her outside. Yeah. Club her over the head <laughs> with a noble fucking 250. I, I order stuff off the back shelf behind her, even if so, I don't- So, so she, she has to go and reach up for it. Yeah. And then you can see I'm her I'm like, ass. yeah, I'll take one of those little airplane bottles of uh, um, um, rum chata. Right. The fuck is a rum chata? Yeah. Can I have a bottle of that quick glimpse?
1: Yeah. Right over there? Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, what a heinie. Mm, very nice. Yeah, I want to bite it. So, uh, well done, uh, Russia, Ukraine.
0: <laughs> better figure out that Russia or Ukraine business there, Kenny, because the two countries are currently at war. <laughs> oh, well, better luck next time. Tune in to the Conti and Kenny Show. Find out all info at K Show on Twitter and thecontiandkennyshow.com. So, Tammy, what about you and me?
2: Uh, seriously? <laughs> yes,
0: from the producers of Really? And So That Just Happened comes the new hit sitcom,
2: Seriously? Uh, I know how to cook. I've got a microwave.
0: <laughs> seriously? <laughs> Get ready to slap some knees and grab your belly because the laughter will never let you go. No, seriously. Monday nights on NBC right after can't even, and followed by so are you gonna finish that? I
1: um
3: I read an article today it said married men masturbate and go to hookers more than single men. You think that's true? Oh, yeah, married women won't suck your dick unless you won the lottery. Wait. You don't think married people have oral sex? Why do you think women get married? They want kids. They ain't gonna drink the kids. It's disgusting. Come on, honey. Do a shooter. Thank you. A new Disney film. Honey, I drank the kids. Wait. It's Lauren, the other chick. All right. You don't got laid a lot, JFK. He got a lot of pooser. All right, now. JFK got a lot
0: of pooser. we know that. Our pal, the late, great Otto Peterson, is no longer with us. But his legacy of laughs lives on at OttoAndGeorge.com. There you can find his DVDs, T-shirts, and all things Otto and George at OttoAndGeorge.com. the bob levy show supports warrior point inc it was created to be the number one rallying point for any and all veterans who have honorably served this great nation it does not matter whether you served your time during peacetime wartime or if you're still serving if you served in the army navy air force marines coast guard or national guard you are welcome as a member of warrior point so join the ranks of warrior point to support one another and to help raise awareness of the issues you face as defenders of our great nation Follow them on Twitter at WarriorPoint and friend them on Facebook, and go to warriorpoint.org. On a typical day in Cityopolis, we find ourselves in the psych ward of Pokehard Penitentiary, where we see the pink elephant playing cards with his fellow inmates. Damn elephant, you win again. Well, I was born to win, you was born to lose. Now you know the rules. Drop your jaws. Come on, elephant. It's time for your piss test. Well, what do you know? Saved by the fuzz. And in the men's room. Come on, elephant. We ain't got all day. Yeah, well, I can't go with you watching. But I gotta watch. Suit yourself. Suddenly, the pink elephant spins around and pisses directly into the eyes of the guard. My eyes! My eyes! Burn! Then, the pink elephant pulls several plastic baggies of chemicals from his ass, mixes them in his piss cup, and then... What the hell happened? The pink elephant... he... he got away... the next day we find ourselves at City Hall in the office of Police Commissioner Wetwin as he meets with night Knight and Boobo. Did you think that the prison break of my most hated foe, the Peak Elephant, would escape my notice? I was hoping you had gotten alive, but I guess it's just not gonna happen. Nevertheless, we must expect a crime wave, the likes of which we haven't seen since the last crime For despite the elephant's madness, he is a genius in the art of crime. Well, our patrols are actively searching his old hearts. We'll get him. Yes, but remember, the elephant, despite his insanity, is a genius in the criminal arts. Yeah, you said that already. (laughs) Yes, but we must somehow adapt our minds to think like his sick Twisted brain, and I think I know how to achieve the answer! Boobo To the night phone! <laughs> you scared me when you suddenly yelled like that! Damn it, Booboo. Don't puss out in front of the commissioner. It's embarrassing. It's too late to worry about embarrassment now, night night. Well, here's the phone. You gonna call Smedley?
1: <laughs>
0: Damn it, Booboo! <Bubo. sighs> Uh, wet one. Can you go over here for a minute? What? Oh! Damn, why'd you guess, wet one, Night-Night? I had to douse him with Nighty-Night Amnesia gas because you exposed our secret identities, moron. What? I didn't... Oh, wait. You mean when I said Smith... Don't say it again, you idiot! I... I don't remember anything. What? Night-Night? What? Who are you calling on the phone? One of your informants from the criminal underworld? No, Wetwin. I'm calling China Walk Delivery. It's going to be a long day trying to strategize about the pink elephant, and so I thought I should order some takeout. Well, it may take Night-Night and the police a long time to ponder the pink elephant's next plot, but we can find out right now by visiting the elephant's new hideout somewhere in the old abandoned warehouse district. Damn, Bows. How was you able to get explosive chemicals into the joint? Simple. As part of my rehabilitation, I took in arts and crafts classes and was able to request certain components and solutions for creative expression. Them pussy-ass doctors fell for that hook, line, and seeker. But you know, my standard chemical concoctions was always hallucinogenic drugs and gases. But now, I've developed a taste for bombs. So here's what we're gonna do: we's gonna threaten to bomb certain establishments in exchange for ransom. Yeah, cool, good thinking, oh, boss. Yeah. yeah. Talking, uh-huh. Yeah, I heard that. But first, in order to ensure our threat has credibility, we're gonna need to blow some shit up. Yeah, yeah hey, all yeah. right. And thus begins the reign of terror of the Pink Elephant Gang, as they bomb random locations of Cityopolis. All right, boys, let's go. Hey, there's that liquor store that called the cops on me last year. Hey, liquor store, how you like me now? (laughs)
1: Hey,
0: that's the titty bar that threw me out because I was stuffing Monopoly money in the G-Streams. Well, bitches, here's your tip. (laughs) What's this? Minute you go? Well, how about a hole in one? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing seems to stop them as one establishment after another falls victim to the pink elephant's reign of terror. Meanwhile, back at Wetwood's office... Hey, what was that? Just some car backfiring. You got to finish that egg roll? No, I don't think that was a car backfiring. What else could it be? Now, about that egg roll. Commissioner, you'd better turn on the news. And so, if you're just joining us, it appears the escaped criminal, the Pink Elephant, and his gang are right now randomly bombing buildings throughout the city. Damn it, Night-Night! Why in God's name did I listen to you? While we were sitting here eating fried rice, the Elephant was blowing up the city. I'm sick of you and your sick super underwear fantasy. It's getting people killed! Now get out! Now! Come on, Booboo you giving in to the commissioner? No, Bobo. The pressure is obviously getting to him. Nobody in their right mind would ask me to leave, especially when my plan is coming together. Plan? What plan? It's simple, Bobo. Actively pursuing the elephant would have simply pressured him to continue hiding out of fear of me. But, seeming to ignore him, he felt free to unleash his evil, thereby exposing himself. And all those buildings and people that got hurt. How many times must I remind you, Bubo? collateral damage is a necessary evil in the war on crime. Now, to the Night Cruiser! But suddenly, an explosion seemingly destroys the Night Cruiser in front of our stunned heroes! (laughs) Uh, The cruiser exploded! (laughs) I got a piece of metal stuck in my butt, Night-Night! Well, 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 look who's here! night nut and butthole now get your sorry asses in my van i haven't even started with you idiots suddenly in a burst of speed born out of pure panic night night runs away and out of sight (laughs) hey boss the cops are coming ah shit. let's see if we can catch up the night night And so, the elephant's van rushes off, pursued by several police vehicles. Meanwhile, Bupo climbs into the cruiser, which was not as damaged as first thought. Activating the emergency protocols, the cruiser drives off as well to return to the night's lair. However, with City Hall looking very empty, the pink elephant van returns. Managed to give them keystone pigs to slip. But, Bolt, why we come back here? Because there's something I want to check in the commissioner's office. And soon in said commissioner's office. What the hell? The big elephant. Shut up, Flatfoot. Now, nah, let me see. Hmm, yeah, Hmm Here we go. The Night Night phone. Yeah, Ain't that supposed to be untraceable? Yeah, but I got some nasty videos of some asshole at the NSA. So he gonna help us out. Later in the back alley of Club Night, Night Night quickly dispatches a taxi driver. <coughs> <coughs> uh, 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 I don't remember anything. Move along, move along, nothing to see here. And soon, before night-night, a false wall slides open to reveal the night's lair. Hey, night-night! but How'd you get here? The night cruiser brought me. But, And you just left me out there? You traitorous bastard! What? what the hell? Oh, man. The nuclear reactor of yours has shut down for some reason. I better climb down there and see what's what. No, Smedley, leave that to me. In the meantime, it looks like you need to sew up Bubo's ass again. And for good measure, no anesthetic. And do it upstairs, in the back room of Club Night. I don't need him bleeding all over the lair. Oh, me! And soon, in Club Night.
2: Ew!
0: <laughs> My poo-poo hurts! Shut up, boy. What the fuck? We're closed! Oh, shit! It might be a delivery. I better go check it out. You stay here, boo boo. I'm coming, I'm coming. Oh, shit! The peak elephant! Shut up, old fart! And so the peak elephant gang search club night and soon find themselves in the manager's office. Hmm. The phone was traced here but I don't see no night-night shit. Well, if nothing else, we can steal some of this shit and then blow this joint up. Hey, this bookcase is just a painting. What kind of idiot paints his wall to look like a bookcase? Well, this bust of Shakespeare might be what? Oops. Ah, oh, man, you broke it. Wait a minute. There's a button under the neck. Suddenly, the wall of painted books slides away to reveal the night poles. Looks like they got some private stripper poles back here. Nah, fool. That shit leads down below. Hmm. There's something awfully familiar about all this. Soon, the pink elephant and his henchmen slide down the poles into the night's lair. On the way, the molecular costuming device instantly dresses them in night night and boobo costumes. Hey, look at us! We're night night and boobo. Yeah, well, this night night suit is too baggy for me. Let me take this damn shit off. So, at last, I found the night's nice lair. And since this is beneath Club Knight, I must deduce that Night-Night is really La Richmond. Yeah, but where are Night-Night and boo Wait, you hear that? You think I'm sexy, on, baby, so. oh, oh, Sound like Night-Night's down there. Uh, show. Thanks, man. Hand me one of them damn bombs. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, good. Wait, what's this? Damn it, Smiley! I Ranch. Oh shit! He tossed it back up here. What the hell? Looks like a bomb went off up here. Wait, is that... It is! The Pink Elephant and his gang! Well, looks like I solved this case without breaking a sweat. <coughs> no, no, no. Not so <coughs> not so fast, Night-Night. I know you really lie, Richmond. And I'm gonna blackmail you till your ass is broke. Well, a little nutty night amnesia gas will take care of that. <coughs> I, don't remember, I don't, don't remember anything. Now, all of you, put on blindfolds and get in the night cruiser. Yeah, screw that shit. Oh, uh, well, I guess I'll have to fight you all. And so night night dives into the gang, only to have his ass royally handed to him. Oh, where well, we got him, boys! Now pull that shitty mask off of him. Yeah! <laughs> Did you seriously think it would be that easy? Well, tell you what, night Knight, I'm gonna let you pull your own mask off. Cause if you don't, I'm gonna pull the trigger on this here gun I got pointed at your balls. Oh shit! And so, night Knight does indeed remove his mask to reveal... Holy shit! It's been Eli Richmond! Well, now, I know, I know, you're going to blackmail me until I'm broke. You catch on quick, Night-Night. Damn, I'm getting some serious deja vu-do here. Anyway, we need to take inventory of all this Night-Night equipment and shit, because as of now, it's all mine. Tie Night-Todd and toss his ass into the corner. Night-Night, 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 Pink Elephant's here. Hit- oh, shit. What the hell? Tie that old fire too. And soon the pink elephant gang rummaged through the knight's lair, as night Knight and Smedley tried to assess the situation. Damn it, Smedley, we're in it now. I told you to quit this shit, but you wouldn't listen. You can't possibly blame me for this. Where? Who else? One of Boobo had. Wait, Boobo. We've got to contact him for help. My guy, you mean to tell me our very lives are now in the hands of Boobo? I know. It's a scary thought. Really, this is our darkest hour. Meanwhile, back upstairs, in the back room of Club Night, Bubo is still on the table with his bare ass in the air. Hey, Smedley, hurry up and finish sewing up my butt! <coughs> what? The alert signal? That means night-night's in trouble. Must have been because of all them explosions and fighting I heard from the lair. Guess it's time for some Bubo action. Hmm... Some dumbass left the night poles exposed. Well, I better slide down there and... Wait a minute. I can't do that with a bloody ass. I know. I'll go outside and get in through the secret door in the back alley. Meanwhile, back in the night's lair. All right, Night-Night. Time for your close-up. These pictures was sure come in handy. Now, come on, Night-Night. Say cheese. <laughs> cheese. All right, boys. Go get the van and let's load up some of this shit. Uh, boss, here comes a van now. What? But who's driving it? Suddenly, the van does indeed come into the lair, driven by none other than Bubo. Bubo, upon trying to gain entry into the lair, found the van in his way. So he sought to move said van, but put it in drive instead of reverse, sending the van into the lair at a rapid pace. So rapid it smashes into the night cruiser, which then smashes into the storage locker of Night Knight's many gas bombs. And as the smoke clears. <laughs> <laughs> u-vo, u-vo! Get your whiny ass over here and untie us! <laughs> What's going on? How come you and Smedley are all tied up? I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> hmm. It seems Bubo released a massive amount of ninety-nine night amnesia gas and was overcome by it. Yeah, looks like the regular ninety-nine night knockout gas took care of the elephant's gang, too. Yes, at mixed with the amnesia gas, their memory of my secrets are now lost. Fortunately, we're immune to my gases. Well, I thought Boo Boo was too. I suspect a concentrated blast of the gas may have affected him, along with the crash and his usual stupidity. Yeah, whatever. All I want to know is, is why my ass hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Thus ends another exciting Night Night Adventure. And a Nelson production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? So, I saw Star Wars The Force Awakens. And, pretty damn good. Yeah, I was worried. You now, there was all kind of plot details that were leaked and, uh, most of them turned out to be horseshit. Uh, there was one where, uh, Luke was supposedly had been, uh, captured and held in some sort of Sith prison for 30 years. <laughs> and that, uh, his lightsaber was found by these new characters and they were searching to give it back to him. Now that essentially is in the story about his lightsaber and all that, but, uh, he's not in a Sith prison. There's no Sith, apparently, in this movie. Uh, Well, it seems like they are, but I guess they just call themselves something else. Anyway, um, so uh, and it has been said that it's kind of like a big homage to the first Star Wars movie. And by first, I mean the fourth movie, (laughs) Uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, that was released back in 77. And it is. There's a lot of that in there. Which, when I'd heard that before I saw the movie... I worried, because that's pretty much what J.J. Abrams did with the second uh, Star Trek movie. And, ooh, man, did that stink. That was uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. And more like dark, uh, Star Trek Into Shitness. It was horrible. It was a big homage to Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan from the 80s, which was a good film. Uh, but that uh, Star Trek Into Darkness was just horrible. It was hard to believe the same guy and crew had made that movie and the first one they did which is really good that's a film i can recommend but the second one no no and as far as this one coming up i don't know uh it's abram's company but he's not really a part of it but i forget who's doing it but uh it looks the 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 trailer just doesn't wow me um But we'll see. We don't know. But uh, hopefully they can redeem that. And I think they've already signed up for a fourth one, which I didn't expect that. But anyway, so that's Star Trek. But with Star Wars, uh, man, he knocked it out of the park, more or less, here. There's a few little things here. Uh, There's a scene, I'm not going to give it away at the end there, that uh, it's kind of sad. And I would have thought... Leia and Chewie would have, uh, hugged on that one instead of Leia and the new character, who she barely knows. And then there's, at the ending scenes, the big payoff at the end, where this new character, who's gonna be the hero of these, uh, this... Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't even say who's the hero. But anyway... Goes and, uh... Meet somebody very important at the end there, and I would have thought uh, Leia would have been involved in that too. <laughs> Probably giving it away, <laughs> but uh, so it, that kind of didn't uh, it didn't make any sense to me. But uh, but anyway, all in all, a uh, good film. So I guess I should have done a Nelson ratings. I got a Nelson ratings. I haven't. It didn't get on Bob's show, and it's kind of old. So maybe I'll play it in this one. Anyway, so Star Wars, uh, you know. Uh, It looks good. Let's hope they don't screw it up uh, next time around. So, But this is, uh, Star Wars is back and all that. So, yeah, uh, I recommend it. It's good, but you've probably already seen it. The reason I'm talking about it now is because I can't stand packed theaters. Uh, So big sci-fi spectaculars and that sort of thing and some of the superhero movies, I'll go see it. But, like, smaller movies or just comedies and stuff, yeah, I'm going to see that at home. But, uh, because it's just such a pain in the ass to put up with. And, uh, so when a movie comes out, especially one of these huge ones, I got to wait a couple of weeks, you know, and I just have to avoid all the articles and whatnot online. And I managed to do it cause I didn't, you know, I knew a few things, but not the whole thing. So, so that was pretty good. So I didn't get spoiled, but anyway, yeah. So that's why I saw it late. So, so if you haven't seen it, or if you just want to know what I think of it, uh, it's good. So there you go, Star Wars. Yes, I hope it never. It looks like it's never going to end. So, uh, so yeah, and come back from after those terrible prequels. They yeah, I mean George Lucas, he did come up with this. He made it up. He's you know you got to respect him for that. You know, but uh, those prequels. I don't know what the hell, and and technically bad. I mean, I was looking at another guy was pointing it out, and, and, and you just because it's kind of painful to rewatch them. But I did. I watched all six of the movies to get prepared, <laughs> and just looking at because it was all CGI. You know, everything was green screen for that. It was barely any sets whatsoever, and boy was that a mistake because it just really shows up. You, you, it's just they're. It's not real. I know it's not real. They're walking around on cartoons. Yeah, it's terrible. But uh, all of that could still be there if, story, if the story was really good. That would have been great. It wouldn't have mattered. I would have, you know, looked, well, okay, it's shitty looking, but uh, at least the story was good. You know, we could bitch about that, but it wouldn't be as bad as the damage done by those stories. Because it's as if George Lucas had never seen his own movies. Because there's these plots that don't make any sense, that don't work. Uh, The Qui-Gon Jinn character, who the hell is he? Yoda had said, I mean, uh, Obi-Wan had always said Yoda was his teacher. But no, he wasn't. It's (laughs) Qui-Gon. And I guess Qui-Gon's all there just to have the big setup for him to die in the first movie. You know, and for Obi-Wan to be all passionate about taking on Anakin because Qui-Gon was his dying wish and all that. Well, that could have been fixed to say that, you know, what if Qui-Gon could have been a younger Jedi that was just a pal of Obi-Wan's and he still gets killed at the end. Uh, And he's all like, yeah, I really think uh, this Anakin kid is the big, you know, Messiah or whatever they were propping him up to be. And that would have worked out with that. And you still could have had, you know, with Yoda being there. So that would clear up that problem. And then the other plot point that's a problem is uh, uh, in Return of the Jedi, Luke actually asked uh, Leia about uh, the memories of your mother, your real mother. So apparently at some point Leia had revealed to Luke that she was adopted. I guess it happened off screen because it's not in the movies. But anyway, because at this point Luke realized Leia was his sister. So he wanted to know about their mother. Well, Leia has memories of their mother. And she says, oh, well, very vague memories of the images. She was very beautiful and very sad. Well, how the hell does she know this? Because we see how long Leia got to know her mother. It was seconds, you know, right after uh, Luke was born. You know, she and Luke are born at the same time. So they had about the same amount of time with their mother. And then she dies. <laughs> I mean, so there was no relationship with their mother. Leia didn't know have anything you know uh, any kind of extra time with uh, 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 Padme. uh so so what the hell was that and he just forgot that i guess i don't know you know it's just stupid things like that and then of course the whole thing of why Anakin goes to the dark side and it's just a little too easy <laughs> and then suddenly bam he's gonna slaughter all these kids and which he does it's just terrible and he immediately trusts you know, Palpatine, even after he realizes and he's sitting there, Oh, you're the guy who's been causing all the trouble. You're the evil bastard. And oh, I wish I could just kill you right now. But, oh, he tells me he has a secret way to keep Padme alive forever. <laughs> so he just believes him. <laughs> and then she ends up dying anyway. And uh, he's stuck in a suit with his face all burned off and stuff. And just, you know, it's a, you're left with, boy, Darth Vader is the dumbest idiot in the whole universe. You know, and, and so... Ooh, boy, those were terrible. I almost wish they did a time warp thing where it didn't happen, but yeah, that would be kind of shitty too. Anyway, so now we got a whole new saga of Star Wars to uh, look at, and uh, so they all did their parts very well. It's a sad moment, but I kind of figured it was coming, and but uh, so looking forward to the next one. Let's see how they do with that. Holy crap, look at the time. Time to turn out the lights here at RadioMisfits.com and bring this episode of Mr. Nelson's show to a close. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked.